0: Today on We Here, Jada Pinkett Smith's Red Table talk show is changing the way celebrities tell their side of the story. Is Evan Peters and Halsey's relationship the next American horror story? And it's almost Thanksgiving, so we'll dive into all the reasons it's also Tom Hanksgiving. Coming up next on We Here.
1: Oh my god. We're on page six? No. Uh No. Yeah.
0: Another divorce splashed across page six. Page Six would
1: have a field day. Hey there, I'm Maggie Coblin. And I'm Ian Moore, and welcome to We Hear, the Page Six podcast.
0: We hear all the celebrity dirt from our exclusive sources, and you hear the story behind the story.
1: Ian, what are you thankful for? Today, Maggie, I'm just thankful to be alive <laughs> right now, Maggie. Ooh. Yeah, I'm just happy to be here. Um, what about you?
0: Okay, I'm thankful for... The petty fight that Princess Love is having with her husband, Ray J. Mm. So they were in Vegas for the Soul Train Awards, I believe. He posted this like loved-up photo of them on the red carpet with the baby looking all cute. And she comments, like, posting a family photo after you left me and Melody in Vegas. Like Basically, she's implying that he, he stranded them. And then she said, hashtag, bye, ugly. Oh,
1: my God. I love that.
0: Isn't that incredible? Yeah. Hashtag, this is your husband. I wish someone
1: would say that to me.
0: Hashtag, bye, ugly.
1: I feel like this is also known as the Hangover 3. Isn't this <laughs> Sorry, the Ray of the, J? Yeah. The Hangover 3. Ray J and what's his lovely wife's name?
0: Princess Love.
1: Ray J and Princess Love. The Hangover 3. Um... But wait,
0: it it gets better. Oh god. So he has apparently blocked her on Instagram. She's pregnant with her second child. And um, she posts, somebody tells Scooty Boy he's only hurting himself.
1: Wow. Ray J has a
0: line of like electric bikes, like Scoot E bikes. Scooty.
1: Right, right. I I just
0: want to call somebody like Scooty Scooty Boy. boy. Get out of here, Scooty Boy. You left me in Vegas
1: and you were also thankful maggie to remind you of what you were actually telling me before the podcast today oh, that you were yeah. thankful for this vogue gaff
0: oh yes i mean i don't know maybe it wasn't a gaff but they do that 73 question series where they go to a celebrity's alleged home and they interview them the guy behind the camera talks wait, to them wait you're celebrity. saying it's like
1: a cribs situation it's like a crib situation like but a lot
0: of celebrities don't do it in their real home
1: Right. Well, sometimes if you're a big enough celebrity, you might have like Leo DiCaprio has apparently a place that's like his actual house in L.A. And then he has his beach house, but then he has like another pad where he just brings people or like they can do stuff there. But it, he doesn't actually live there. So you mm. go to Leo's house, but it's not really his house. It's like his fake house.
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah. Good,
1: anyway, good for Leo trivia yeah. later
0: on. Um, So anyway, they did one with Cardi B in which she's at her grandmother's house and they're asking her about her guilty pleasures. And she says, smelling my own farts. And they bleeped out the word fart.
1: Whoa. Because in in Vogue, it's like that's such a dirty word that you can't say it.
0: I guess so. But she's cursing at other times.
1: Well, the other thing about it is and I'm only like reporting this right now, Maggie. I'm I'm, like thinking like editorially, not like – but – so if she says like, oh my my hobby my favorite like pastime is smelling my own beep, mm-hmm. it actually makes it's it worse. sound so much worse. Yes, because exactly. it's like, what is she smelling that has to be bleeped? Oh
0: my god, the amount of times I rewound and rewatched and watched her lips, and then I was doing all this research. Has she talked about this in interviews before? Yeah, she talks about this a lot. This is not a guilty pleasure or a secret. This is her and brand.
1: Did Vogue has Vogue commented on the no. bleeping
0: Mm-mm. policy? They didn't give us a comment. That's so
1: odd and like mm-hmm. so weirdly.
0: So Vogue. But
1: it's so Vogue. Yeah. I guess the thing about it is that it would challenge the Vogue style guide in a way because, like, sometimes here it's like a word comes up. Like, for mm-hmm. example, in the New York Post style we always capitalize the word champagne. So once you've written, and and I write the word champagne in 72% of the items that I write for the page six column have champagne in them. Right. In some capacity. So it's like you're capitalizing champagne or like, you know, but for Vogue, they're like, hey, uh, what do we do with fart again? And they're like, I don't know. We've never had the word fart in the entire history of Vogue. This is a new one.
0: Bleep. There you go. I mean, champagne is a region in France. That's why we capitalize it.
1: C'est vrai, mon ami.
0: (laughs) All right, now let's get into our first story. T.I. recently came under fire for comments about checking his 18-year-old daughter's virginity. And now he'll appear on Red Table Talk with Jada Pinkett Smith to clear the air. While appearing on the Ladies Like Us podcast, the rapper revealed that he accompanies his adult daughter to the gynecologist to ensure her hymen is still intact. T.I.'s comments caused quite the stir online. The episode of the podcast was deleted, and his daughter Deja stopped following him on social media. Days later, Pinkett Smith told Entertainment Tonight that T.I. would make an appearance on the show, saying... T.I. is coming to the table, yes indeed, and of course he's going to address the controversy that has been swirling. Now, T.I. isn't the first celebrity to use Red Table Talk as an opportunity to do damage control. Jada, her mother, and daughter Willow have hosted Jordan Woods, Demi Moore, and Leah Remini, which raises the question, is Red Table Talk the new celebrity confessional? Page6.com reporter Jessica Bennett is here to tell us all about it. Hi, Jess. Hey, guys. How are you? Hey,
1: welcome to We Hear, the Page Six podcast. Thank you so much.
0: (laughs) Jess recently wrote a great piece about Jada, and you guys sat down and talked about Red Table. Tell us about that.
2: We talked a lot about Red Table Talk. I interviewed her for the Demi Moore episode Mm -hmm. um, where she had her kids come in, and they all were kind of able to kind of wax poetic about growing up with a mother who was in Hollywood but also addicted and Mm -hmm. kind of the conflict that they had with that. Um, And I could see that there was a certain amount of comfort with these women when they talked to Jada. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the main reason people go to her. She's able to, I guess, challenge her guests Mm -hmm. without coming off as condescending, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of talk show hosts aren't really sure how to walk that line of being, you know, fair, but just salacious enough. Mm -hmm. Um, And it doesn't seem like that is Jada's MO. Like she doesn't really care too much about that because one, her name already has enough cachet that she doesn't need to, you know, make something more than it is or, you know, make it more salacious or drama filled. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's a comfortable place to be. She Mm -hmm. has a very comfortable energy about her. Mm -hmm. Even when I spoke with her, she's very, um, welcoming, you know? Well, the thing that
1: surprised me about her show and that is very impressive is that with each episode, she does get, like, pretty major news. Like, she's broken a lot of stories from these interviews. So initially when she was doing this, I sort of thought, oh, it's this, like, fluffy thing. It's, like, another way for celebrities to bypass, you know, having to be real interviews, real press But actually, it's sort of the opposite. Like, I think what you're saying is totally right, where she is able to talk to them about these issues, and maybe they feel more comfortable talking to her. So she does have a sense of, like, that she needs some news in there as well. It's not just like a vanity fluff thing.
2: Oh, not at all. Yeah, I think she finds it – these particular topics that she – discusses for her are very personal Mm -hmm. Um, and she always finds a way to relate to her guests you know even when the you know the world is kind of bashing them um, she's kind of a welcoming place to be you know when the whole Jordan Woods thing first happened every outlet was trashing this girl. Like, you are so disloyal to this family. Right. And this was when
1: Jordan Woods allegedly had cheated um, with Tristan, Tristan Thompson, Thompson. While he was still with Chloe. With Chloe, right.
2: Yeah. Um, and she caught a lot of slack for that. Um, and I think, one, because their families do have history. So that made it even more comfortable. But also, Jada in general has a certain vibe about her that just makes it a little bit easier to be more confessional with her as opposed to, like... I don't know, like a CNN show or Wendy Williams where you might feel this pressure or awkwardness that something will be made bigger than it needs to be. Right. Know?
0: I mean, I think, as you said before, the idea of being comfortable like Jada's mother is there and her daughter is there. She, right. She's not going to say anything that she wouldn't say in front of those people.
2: Right. But she's also pretty outspoken mm-hmm. and like willing to go there in front of them, which can be very awkward to watch. <laughs> um, but it's great. It's great entertainment. It and, is. you know, we need those conversations like a lot of these issues are generational issues mm-hmm. that she talks about on the show. And it doesn't hurt to have perspectives, you know. Different right. Perspectives.
1: And how did she kind of come up with this? Like, how did this whole thing start? Because obviously she's a movie star and she's married to Will Smith. But I just, I never thought of her as like an interviewer or someone who yeah. have her own show.
2: I believe it started because she wanted to have broader conversations about things that are often swept under the rug. Certain conversations that are... um Even herself, she felt very shameful about discussing at a certain point in her life. And I think when she hit, like, her 40s, she just kind of got tired of bottling it in because Mm -hmm. it was causing, like, depression for her and, you know, all kind of, like, mental problems for herself to just keep all these things bottled in. And I think just to sit and talk to people may not have been enough for her. Like, she needs that interaction. She Mm -hmm. comes off as someone who needs Feedback while she's talking. She needs to have like a rapport with people. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if like just being a talking head would work for her. Yeah, she needs the, the right. people with her. Well, know? the
1: other thing though I think that's really smart about it for her um, and I don't know if it was as calculated as this but this is what it's turning into is that I feel like movie stars really need to sort of diversify what they're doing because the for movie sure. business is like, you know, kind of in trouble. It's harder like, you know, um, to get cast in things, the type of movies that are out there. It's all sort of these big franchise movies and like the Avengers. So um, even though I think she's coming back to the Matrix, but she, um, you know, people, so you have like Gwyneth Paltrow doing Goop and you've got like people starting their, you know, Ashton Kutcher investing in tech and like right. um, then some celebrities are like Jessica Alba and Honest or some celebrities just get paid to go to red carpets. So for her, she's kind of building up this little media empire from this cottage industry, which is really smart.
2: Yeah, it is. I think most entertainers feel like they need a side hustle because Mm -hmm. the game is just so fickle. You know what I mean? Um, And Jada has obviously gotten a lot of great roles and she's very well known as an actress, but it never hurts, of course, to have more publicity in some way. And if you can do it in a somewhat positive way, why not? You know what I mean? Like That may have been a part of her thought process as Mm -hmm. well, yeah.
1: Right, like I could see her turning us into. I mean, the possibilities are,
2: they're really endless. Uh, are pretty big. Yeah. Like yeah. there could be a
1: red table.
2: She actually. Channel. Disgu- she discussed. Well, I asked her, you know, because Demi was there with her autobiography. I was mm-hmm. like, "Would you ever write an autobiography?" And she's just like, "I feel as though I'm a better orator than writer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I may find a way through red table talk." to kind of share my life in a biographical nature which she's done a lot on the show like she's right. talked about her history and her past with Tupac her dealing with abuse dealing with her mother's addiction um so the show has become very autobiographical for her and she's actually mentioned plans to you know do something with the show um she's not sure how but do something with the show that will kind of be an autobiography for her because mm-hmm. she doesn't feel as though she can write that well but she's like I know I can relate to people right know? yeah
0: I think she is the new school Oprah. That Oprah show ending left a gap it in TV. It definitely did. And this is kind of like filling that need of hearing human stories and like people being able to relate on a multi-generational level. Yeah. For sure. And like the popularity has not been unnoticed because the show has announced its first ever product launch, a Red Table Talk Inner Circle expansion pack for the We're Not Really Strangers game. And it comes with 25 curated questions from Jada Willow and Adrian Banfield-Norris, who is what do they call her, Gamma? Gammy. Gammy. Gammy, her, her mom. Mm-hmm. And so it, like the game aims at deepening your relationship with your friends and family. And it's yeah. like, maybe Jada is showing us that these are conversations we need to be having and not just watching.
2: For sure. We need to have them ourselves. Um, and I think that's a really big reason why she did it as well, is to kind of prompt a movement amongst young people. Mm-hmm. Well, all people, really. Right. But um, Facebook is definitely like a very... Uh, Well, it's not young anymore, huh?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, still, though, but, like, the bar, it's, like, to be an Oprah, it's, like, Oprah had to, like, have her, like, local show, and then Mm -hmm. she had, and then finally grew into her own network. Whereas with Jada Pinkett Smith, I mean, she does this show online, and it has 300 million views already. Um, It's Facebook Watch's number one show, and... The Jordan Woods interview got mm-hmm. eight hundred thousand interactions in seventy-two hours. Although I, I don't know what interactions means, Maggie, but you probably do. I don't. I
0: maybe <laughs> you
1: just give a got yeah. It. It, but anyway, it's getting um. So yeah, so it's like you can just do this um yourself, you know, and get probably more viewers than you would if she had a TV right. show for sure. For sure. A- although yeah. the advertising is like not as expensive, but anyway.
0: I think she's really found her calling. Yeah, it seems like it.
2: You know. She seems she seems like she's in a very happy place with it as well. Right. Yeah.
0: Thanks
1: so much for coming
0: on, Jess. Thank you for having me. This Thanks. Is fun.
1: Yeah. I wish we had a red table. Me too. Ourselves. We have an old desk. <laughs> old desk. <laughs> talk. Old desktop.
0: Evan Peters from American Horror Story and singer Halsey are dating, and it's getting weird. Recent photos showed the couple touching the singer's belly, which obviously gave way to pregnancy rumors. Halsey later shot down the rumors by tweeting, Still not pregnant. Still just allergic to gluten. Still love pancakes. Is it a boy? Is it a girl? It's pancakes. But could this all have been a publicity stunt to annoy Peter's ex-fiance, Emma Roberts, which is something I didn't even think about?
1: Really? I thought yeah. about that immediately. I mean, the thing is, if you look at the photos, Maggie, Maggie if you look <laughs> at the photos, Maggie, they are I mean, they seem to be staged. I think a lot of people thought so. I mean, I, I guess people know this or maybe listeners don't. But with n- not a lot, but there are paparazzi photos out there of stars where stars do you know ask a photographer to come. Um, photograph them and, and and they're staged. You know, it's not always like the paparazzi are like staking out, you know, um a celebrity. Um and famously, like Angelina Jolie apparently used to she would tip off photographers of mm-hmm. where she was going to be because she wanted to protect her privacy and she actually did it very well where it was like, I'm gonna be here so you can photograph me. So then they would leave her alone at other times because right. you would actually want to photograph Angelina Jolie. But in this case the there was something out of the pictures that just seemed a little fishy. So the photos were of Halsey, the pop singer, and Evan Peters in L.A. Mm-hmm. And she was wearing a kind of baggier thing than usual. It's like a jumpsuit. A romper?
0: A romper is shorts. Is that a shorts. romper? This has a full pant leg, so it's a jumpsuit.
1: It, a jumpsuit. Yeah. But it was like more Oompa Loompa-y than a jumpsuit. It was like... It yeah, looks like it's cotton. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> she... But they were – at one point they paused and they were like strolling and they were together on the beach. And at one point they paused and she's looking down and she's like touching her stomach. And then he has his arm extended and he's like touching her – she's like cradling her belly and then he's touching her stomach. So the thing that's a little odd is just like the pancakes thing. Would you and your significant other like you're like, oh, man, I feel kind of bloated. I ate all those pancakes. And then you're like, yeah, honey, let me get up on that.
0: <laughs> uh it wouldn't <laughs> whatever, be, like, Ian, like, it like, wouldn't like, be like, me. Let me
1: see. You know, I'd oh like, yeah. Touch my that elbow. does feel. It's the thinnest part of my body. That could be a gluten allergy. <laughs> we might need to check that out. Here on the corner. Wasn't didn't Halsey have a thing where she was like trying to get his attention for a long time, right? And, like, tweeting at him or mm-hmm. tweeting about how much she was obsessed with him. Right. And then it all worked out.
0: In 2012, She this was a long con for her. Yeah. Because these tweets are from exactly. two, seven years. Seven years she waited. 2012, she tweeted, seriously, Evan Peter, stop making me attracted to alleged sociopaths and accused murderers. The following year, this is like an annual event that she tweets about Evan Peters. The following year, she wrote, petition for Evan Peters to date me. And, how does Evan Peters manage to be so cuddly and boyish? And then the next second, I want to grab a fist of his hair and lick his whole body. Whoa! <laughs>
1: wow. We've written a bunch about Halsey, right? I mean, I think I initially wrote about her when she was dating g Easy, mm-hmm. right? And then she was dating young Blood. Do you know? All right. And so, <laughs> and then, and now she's A.M. Peters. So,
0: this is the first guy with an actual name and not. I a know. Stage well, name. that's the
1: thing because her initial, she dated her producer initially, whose name is Alito.
0: Wow. So
1: she had Lido, G.E.Z., Youngblood, and now Evan Peters. Evan Peters. But the thing is, I was kind of like Halsey in my mind, like I was like, in my mind, she's kind of interchangeable. It's like B.B. Rexa, mm-hmm. Halsey. Who is Halsey? Mm -hmm. She's just kind of like the new pink. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like, like, do you listen to Halsey?
0: I mean, she gets a lot of radio play. So you're inadvertently listening to her when you don't. By accident. Yeah.
1: Right. Like if you're like shopping. Right. She has some jams. Jams? Mm hmm. Well, this is the thing. So (laughs) I was like, Halsey, I was like, whatever, Halsey, you're just an interchangeable pop star of today. No one cares about you. Then, actually, Maggie, and then I, as I was coming in today to show like the copious amounts of research I do for this show, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to listen to Halsey uh-huh. on Spotify, and I'm not even going to turn it on private. Because sometimes if I listen to something embarrassing, oh. I turn it to private session, because I don't want people to know, because that's going to look, it's not going to yeah. go in my whole, you know And when I mean?
0: Spotify does your year end of like the tracks you listen to the most, you're like, oh, nothing yeah, to be any, embarrassed like, about.
1: In any event, so I'm like... Whatever, like no one knows who Halsey is really. We just write, you know, she's like a Who Weekly kind of Rita O'Rish person. Maggie, she's got like her song Without Me. Are you familiar yeah, with that? I one? am. It is eight hundred and fifty-eight million mm-hmm. six hundred and eight thousand one hundred and thirty-one Spotify listens. And then all the rest of her songs have like more she's got like She's huge. The other thing about Halsey, real name Ashley Frangipani, Mm -hmm. is that she – I actually learned a lot about Halsey because on one hand I was going to be like, Halsey, with your fake pregnancy and your pancakes, like, give me (laughs) a break, you know, and your 22 million albums, like, whatever (laughs) – but it actually turns out Halsey has kind of had a, kind of a seriously rough time of it, man. Yeah. Up until this Evan Peters thing. Yeah. Among things that have happened to Halsey, she was bullied. Mm-hmm. She tried to commit suicide. Yeah. She had a miscarriage. Yeah, I think she's
0: talked about being bipolar. As oh, well. she's
1: bipolar yeah. and she was like homeless. And she used right. to just drink, she had nine dollars in the bank. And just drank Red Bull to stay up so she didn't have to sleep in a bathroom because she would be attacked. Ugh. I know. And now she's like...
0: Writing hit songs and dating Evan Peters. And
1: eating pancakes. Like, too many pancakes, Mm. but like, whatever. Anyway, so... But I think that... um, I don't know, Maggie. Do you think this relationship is going to last or there's going to be more fake photos or what?
0: I don't know. I mean... These two seem, two creative people together, it seems like it could burn are so hopeful. I, bur- no, I'm not going to be hopeful. <laughs> you jinx me. Two very creative people together often doesn't work. Someone needs, have you ever heard the theory of like chaos and order Muppet? There are two Muppets put together. One is always chaos. One is order.
1: This is the Jim Henson theory of, of modern psychology. Jim of Henson love. theory of love.
0: Yeah. And I feel like they both could be chaos Muppet in so this it's because like because they're so famous. It's like
1: animal and... Miss Piggy.
0: No, Miss Piggy and Kermit. Piggy is chaos. She's always oh. like, Kermit! And Kermit's like, oh,
1: just oh. trying to drink my tea. Uh, no, but I thought in this case it would be like, oh, I thought you meant they were both Chaos Muppets. But the thing, Maggie, is I also think that in today's pop music climate, mm-hmm. I think the thing is like, because it seems to me that Halsey, and I mean so many artists, because even like Drake, it's always about... Using the drama in your real life and mm-hmm. how hard everything is, and how you're like surviving, and like you're, you know. And I, the thing is for Halsey, I just wonder if this will all like pop stars now use their personal lives, which are documented every day mm-hmm. in tabloids um, and online as like minute to minute fodder for their, um, Songs, yeah. So I just wonder if Halsey, it's like if Halsey's totally like, ha- I don't know, is she gonna do? Well, like I mean, a when she was album? with
0: G. eazy they did a ton of stuff together. I believe there was a song called "She and I" that they both sang on. That was like one of her huge hits. And then that song you referenced before, "Without Me," in the video, there's a guy who looks a lot like G. eazy playing the male right, love exactly, interest. So exactly. So it's like, come on, you play into it a little. Totally, young like blood in never video, got to ha- do though. <laughs> yeah, young
1: blood. We don't even know where young blood is right now. Um, that's true. In my video I'd have like a like a Maggie lookalike. <laughs> yeah. Like the podcast, then I like break the mic and Whoa. go crazy. That hasn't come out yet, but
0: with Thanksgiving upon us, it's time to give thanks for the internet's favorite Turkey Day icon, Tom Hanks. Thanksgiving might be an unofficial fan created event, but what's completely legitimate is that Tom Hanks is getting a lot of attention lately because of his heartwarming role in the Mr. Rogers movie. Hanks has admitted himself that he doesn't know how to play a villain. In a New York Times interview, he said, I am not malevolent. I'm not mysterious. You're not going to get a huge amount of anger out of me or anything like that. I'm not coming in to dominate a room, but I am coming in to seduce it somehow. So, in the spirit of Hanksgiving, what are the ingredients that make up Tom Hanks' likable persona?
1: Um, Maggie, Maggie, (laughs) Magay, actually, we had a listener who apparently said on our comments section on the Apple (laughs) Podcasts site that they hate the way I say your name, but in this segment it makes sense because it's like my Forrest Gump impression. Um, anyway, Magay, I, uh... (laughs) the the one thing that i w- the thing that i i'm actually very grateful the one thing i'm grateful about with this tom hanks situation <laughs> is that this mr roger's movie yes. it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood i believe it's called um has actually gotten amazing reviews like it's supposed to be yeah. really really good because initially when i had read about it because there was the mr roger's documentary which did you see that no no I, yeah it, uh, <laughs> it's it's i hear it's great it's great. It's like very moving. Um, but then they announced that there was this Tom Hanks movie coming out and he played Mr. Rogers. And I just thought, oh, my God, this sounds horrible. Like this just sounds terrible. It's going to be a disaster. But I think that about everything. Like when they were redoing redo- the High line mm-hmm. and they were like, we're going to be I was like ah, oh, this is horrible. They should leave the High Line. It should just be like a rusty, overgrown place for, you know, drug deals. And then I was like, oh. And then they like redesigned it. And I went there and I was like, this is beautiful. It's a lovely park. But that's the same thing I thought about this what Tom Hanks movie. What goes on in your mind that
0: you have the same discernment for Tom Hanks as you do for a piece of urban infrastructure? Exactly. What is that about? I just like. So I Hanks, was I, so nice.
1: So I was like, this movie sounds embarrassing and cringeworthy. But apparently it's very, very good. And I think a big reason it is, is did you ever see the movie Diary of a Teenage Girl? No. It was a movie that came out a couple years ago. Uh It was an indie movie. It got insane. It was very, very good. So they had Mariel Heller, the director of Diary of a Teenage Girl, um, which was a critically acclaimed indie movie, direct Tom Hanks in this film. And apparently it's incredible.
0: In that fantastic New York Times profile of him that ran last week, there was a note about Hanks seeking out a female director that he wanted to work with more women, which I think is really admirable and makes me like Tom Hanks even more.
1: Totally. And so what is – I I actually wasn't really – I haven't celebrated Hanksgiving before, Mm -hmm. although I'm totally game and open to the celebration of Tom Hanks. And I think I was celebrating privately in my own way for many years – um, but now I'm willing to do it, you know, in a more over the top way on this podcast. But um,
0: so, what, what happens, are your favorite
1: Tom Hanks movies?
0: Okay, my I think my favorite Tom my, Hanks uh, is The, the mm-hmm. Terminal because it's what? Just so fun. Yeah, I like that movie. No, is, who really, what? That
1: <laughs> is your favorite Tom because Hanks movie.
0: Everyone's favorite Tom Hanks movie is what? Forrest Gump. No. I can I'm not as pedestrian as that everyone else.
1: The best Tom Saving Hanks Private movie. Ryan. No, although that Toy is Story. a very good movie. Excellent movie, about the the best Tom Hanks movie, hands down. Castaway. No, <laughs> no. The best Tom Hanks movie, hands down, is The Money Pit.
0: Oh. Have you ever not, seen The Money pit? Wait, I'd even get to Big and you said The Money Oh, uh, yeah, no, that's true.
1: It's Big. Big is iconic. You know, Big is the best. But yeah, you, ha- you have to, like, Big over The Terminal.
0: I know, but I just, I feel the like... The
1: Terminal he's playing, it's, like, very Balky Bartakamos. <laughs> It's very like Cousin Larry. But I mean, have you been? Airport Cousin Larry.
0: Have you been to the airport lately? There's a good sense that you'll never get out. That immigrants are going to be. LaGuardia, all of our coverage about LaGuardia is the terminal. Yeah, that is true.
1: (laughs) I have seen like a whole family like living on a moving walkway. Yeah. And they're just, it's a hard way to live, (laughs) actually. Big, though. I mean, Big's like a perfect movie. It's so amazing. But The Money Pit? With I
0: mm-hmm, haven't seen it.
1: You haven't seen the money pit? No. It's I, the best movie of all time. You have really? to see it. Yeah. Wow. The best scene with Shelly Fabre from Is that her name? No, she I've never seen it. How would I know? Shelly Long. Oh my God. What's <laughs> happening to me, Maggie? Basically, they they buy like their dream house and then it turns into like the money pit. And the best scene in the movie is Tom Hanks is He's alone in the ha- in the money pit, and he's walking. Actually, the money pit is like so perfect for today in New mm-hmm. York. Anyway, he's walking around the house in like the money pit where everything is going wrong, and there's like a hole in the floor that they've put like a big rug over. Mm-hmm. And as he's standing there looking around the room, he sinks in the rug into the hole in the floor, and then his arms go in, and he's trapped in the hole. And Shelly Long, like he is, to- he's like trapped in there for like hours. <laughs> anyway, this is a very. You've gotta be there moment, I'm realizing. Mm. You know, actually though, I will say the best Tom Hanks thing of all time is not even a movie. Do you know what it is? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> well, I feel like this is, I'm getting very dad and it's so annoying. Um it's bosom buddies. Oh
0: Have you ever seen yeah. bosom buddies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've never, seen, you've bosom never buddies. seen it. Like, yeah. No no no, I I'm saying yes to acknowledge the time. fact that I'm hearing you and I can visualize the bosoms.
1: No, Bosom Buddies is the best show of all time. I don't even know if that's streamable, but that should be your Thanksgiving thing. Mm. Tom Hanks and Peter Scolari. Actually, you know what? I'm realizing it's totally inappropriate for today. You can't watch it anymore because it's Tom Hanks and Peter Scolari um, living in a women's, like an all women's building mm-hmm. so they have to dress as women so they're in drag for the show
0: i mean the things people do for great apartments but the
1: thing is it's not like a woke trans it's not in a woke transgender way in which they're sort of doing it but i think the and title then donna gave away. dixon what <laughs> I, oh, think, bosom buddies? I think the title
0: gave it away bosom buddies it's so
1: amazing and it was the lead-in to mork and mindy
0: Oh, I know so it was that show. I watched a lot more and, then of Mork and Mindy.
1: Mindy, like what the bleep is up, yeah, and I didn't mean fart when I said that bleep. <sighs> what about Maggie? That thing you do?
0: Oh my God, wait, that is actually my that's favorite how He Tom got Hanks into movie. the
1: that's how he got into producing really. okay Playton, scrap terminal Playtone is the name of his yeah, you got a scrap terminal. If anything came out of this segment, it's <sighs> that terminal is no longer I your totally favorite time that that's so do, insane. That thing I you loved. do. Yeah, because his production company um, is called Playtone, which Mm -hmm. was, I think, the record label that they signed to in That Thing You Do with Steve Zahn. And who was the guy? The really attractive, good-looking actor who – Jonathan.
0: Yes. In the movie, his name is Jimmy. And Liv Tyler says, shame on me for kissing you with my eyes closed so tight, which I was like, oh, feelings. Young kid watching this. This is
1: crazy. And you know who else was in That Thing You Do? Who? Peter Scolari of Bosom <laughs> Buddies, who went on to play Lena Dunham's dad in yes. Girls. All roads lead to Hanks. All roads lead to Hanks, and I'm going to be celebrating Hanksgiving.
0: I've got a Hankering we just for some Hanksgiving Hank you, food. you
1: very much. Hanks for the memories.
0: The Shaw Hank Redemption.
1: Hank of America.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's time for our favorite part of the show. Let's take a look in the Page Six vault to see what ancient celebrity Juicy Exclusive we've uncovered from yesteryear. Back in 2007, Page Six published a story with the headline, One Happy Fella. Back then, we wrote, Alec Baldwin is doing some personal damage control and proving to the public what a nice guy he can be. The 30 Rock star who took a PR beating after a tape of him chastising his daughter was released to the media was spotted on Tuesday saying happy Thanksgiving to every person who passed him, reports our spy. He was just walking up and down Central Park West saying happy Thanksgiving to complete strangers. That is hilarious. I cannot not even hold it together. Is Alec Baldwin, was he in 2007 the unofficial mayor of Thanksgiving?
1: He really was. Before Tom Hanks. Yeah. It's strange, Maggie, because usually we think of Alec Baldwin as kind of a surly guy in the streets who's like punching people in the face Mm -hmm. or if they take his parking spot or insulting police officers who are arresting him for biking the wrong way down the street or yelling stuff at New York Post photographers in front of the courthouse and like... But I like to think of him as more like a guy who's out there saying happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, Maybe the the, uh, the 2007 thing, maybe it was like for a role or like a method thing.
2: Is he starring <laughs> as a pilgrim in the live yeah, role play version of He was of Thanksgiving? auditioning
1: for, as a pilgrim, exactly. Actually, Alec Baldwin is one of those people who, like, obviously, like the New York Post and Alec Baldwin have had a pretty contentious relationship. He hates us. But like, bizarrely in my mind... He and I... This is yet another celebrity where, like, in my imagination, which makes you sound crazy, we're kind of like friends.
0: Really? Why? Yeah.
1: Well, I don't know. I think the thing about it is that despite his surly on-the-street persona, except for this isolated 2007 Happy Thanksgiving incident, he there's so many ways like kind of charming and de- like he can obviously be like charming and debonair when he wants to be mm-hmm. and his and his roles he's like winning and charming. I don't know, Maggie. It just mm-hmm. seems like
0: what um, about Jonah Hill? I thought he was one and of your jonah people. Hill
1: Jonah Hill is also one of my imaginary friends, Maggie, who he's like one of my snuffle up against celebrities. but in the past, I have to admit that like our reporters at page six haven't had like a necessarily very um convivial and jovial interactions with him
0: mm, i feel like you just want to right all the wrongs and get these people exactly
1: on your exactly maggie he's too busy to be out on the streets saying how are you thanksgiving mm-hmm. do you know why he's he has his own radio show right right he has his own game show and he has five children
0: how does he have time for thanksgiving
1: he, that's why he's not out on the street anymore saying happy thanksgiving he's working
0: working for that turkey well that's it for this episode of we hear to hear the latest we hear episodes be sure to hit subscribe on apple podcasts spotify or any of your preferred podcast platforms you can find more of the hottest celebrity news and gossip by signing up for our newsletter and by visiting page com. we'll be back next monday with more page six exclusives see you then